Yo, 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 this is Steve. This is episode five of the Stucky Podcast. Today we have Anthony Piper on. Uh, we're going to go over a lot of the creative process, talk about his new book, Trill League, and uh, see what, you know, see what makes him tick. So without further ado, start the intro. Here we are at the podcast, episode five. Uh, I have Anthony Piper with me. Um, he just released his new, uh, I guess it wouldn't even be like a new project or a new book. Uh, you know, I guess the anticipation has been kind of years in the making, but uh, but he finally released uh, Trill League. And, um, you know, he, if anybody, you know, had it on Kickstarter or supported it on Kickstarter, finally getting their hard copies in. A <laughs> yeah. uh, bunch of posters. Uh, you know a whole bunch of other stuff and so uh and so thanks thanks for being on the podcast and uh you know how's everything been oh man everything's been great bro like um i don't know man it's been kind of it's it's been extremely hectic and i don't necessarily know like how to really quantify like or to put into words how i feel right now just because um you know i've been working on this thing for like three years straight man and um you know you combine that with like all the work that i've been doing for marvel the animation work, all that stuff, man, it's just like, I just kind of been in a trance just working. And so now it's just, you know, finally to have this project done, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> like, because I, I remember I met you right after, like, the Kickstarter, right after your Kickstarter finished. So I wasn't one of the initial backers, mm -hmm. but uh, I kind of got that second wave uh, before WonderCon. Mm -hmm. And so... uh and so was it before WonderCon? Yeah, it it was before WonderCon. Yeah. And so uh and so when when that Kickstarter finished and you like made it successful and everything, like did you anticipate it taking as long as it did? Or was it one of those things where you kinda just said, Well, I just want to put out a good project, so however long it takes, so be it. Like uh, what was your, what was your thinking like once that finished? You know what, when I first went into it, I didn't have any idea of it taking this long and i think that's just because i had approached the project a lot differently um once i actually started on issue zero or even just i could say once i had moved to california because you know my um i was fresh into coming to california and working actually in the industry because you know when i first started truly i wasn't working professionally per se in the industry i was just doing a lot of freelance work yeah. and um i think once I had started on that comic, I was just coming off of working in the animation industry. So I think that kind of changed my perception. Not just my perception, but just kind of like my art style and my approach to the work, which just naturally just took me a lot longer because I was just doing black and white comics initially. And, um, you know, then I made the transition over to color and kind of, you know, even my writing kind of changed because it was a little bit more sequential in terms of um, its presentation, it was more aligned with television than uh, necessarily like a comic. Okay. So yeah, so it's just, you know, I think just uh, when I first did it, yeah, I, I wasn't intended for it to take that long, man. <laughs> yeah. Not nearly. So so you mentioned, uh, so 
for me, I like working in black and white just because one, it doesn't take as long. Yeah. And two, there's a certain aesthetic that you could get away with and, you know, with black and white that you don't necessarily get away with color mm-hmm. where you're dealing with colors that don't really work well together. And, you know, having that look and feel, whereas in, you know, grayscale or black and white, you got, you know, like pantones or dot tones and you have like cross hatching and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so what made you, um, you know, what made you want to stick with kind of the color approach uh, when you were, you know, taking on a project that clearly had a lot of, you know, hype behind it? Uh, I think just my thinking behind the project and in terms of like um, the setup. I mean, I think black and white is, it, it's a it's its own art style. Um, and I think there are certain things that you can do very well with it. Like for instance, I think a horror comic um, I think horror works much more, at least from from what I've seen in black and white, as opposed to color. Um, you know, what I'm saying like just the gritty texture of ink and stuff like that, you can work a lot better with horror, as opposed to comedy. Um, I think works better in color, just because there's you know, in terms of uh, mood setting, it's a lot more you can do with you know, what I'm saying uh, just you know, the colors. I think black and white kind of puts a little. Depend on what type of aesthetic you're going for, but for me, I think it just worked better in color, um, <clears throat> and I think it also it just helped with my writing. Like you can even compare some of the jokes and how I wrote them in the beginning, as opposed to how I started writing my jokes later in the comic. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of them had you know took place you know as far as like if it was at night or you know a, the the setting of a room. You know what I'm saying? Um, like for instance, um, doing it well. That uh that drop, you know, it was set in like you know I had it like a red lighting, you know what I'm saying, and that kind of like set the scene for like a romantic, you know what I'm saying, like a uh, interpretation of how the scene was set off. I don't know, like visually, I just think color just uh, speaks a little bit better than yeah. black and white for certain things. So, so okay. yeah, so that, that was pretty much my approach to going with it, man. I just think it worked a lot better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh. Uh, I'm hearing a little bit of a little bit of feedback. A little feedback, all right. Yeah. yeah new probably. mic. New mic. My apologies. <laughs> Is it still there? Uh, nope. Nope. We're, we're good. We're good. Okay. Yeah. 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 I was uh. So um. It's funny because so you you released yours um and is it a, like officially released or is it kind of just like a release just for the, like the kickstarters? Right now, and like everybody that back, yeah, yeah, just a Kickstarter right now. The pre-orders and the Kickstarters are the ones who officially got it. Um, so I just want to get those out the way first, and then it'll, you know, I'll put it out there. Um, so yes, yeah, so, I mean, you could say it's technically officially released, man. I kind of wanted to get the orders out a lot quicker. Um, yeah, I got hit with a bunch of work right now. Um, a lot of stuff in my, it's like a lot of crazy stuff just had been happening in my career. Just yeah. At the same time, I happened to release this book, so I just been kind of like, just got hit with like a lot of, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying at the same time I plan to release in my book. So yeah. So uh, so with it, I see that there's like a barcode behind it. Yeah. yeah. Um, is this an official barcode? No, no, no. That, no like... not an official barcode. Okay. 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 The inverse. No, no, no. That's the barcode. Is uh, <laughs> it actually has special meaning to to it. I don't necessarily know if I want to tell anybody what it is just yet, but it is okay. There is something special to that barcode. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I see it, it. It looks like a date, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. And so, uh, okay. Yeah. Cause I was looking, I was, I was going to ask you like, okay, what does it feel like to, uh, have to actually get like actual barcodes and just from a, from a self publisher's point of view, like, what does it feel like to, how does it feel to actually like have to buy barcodes and, you know, try to like put all the, put all the, you know, the marketing material synopsis oh, and all that onto it. You know what, man? I don't necessarily know if I could even go that far. Um, <laughs> I would like to, but I see, I see just how, how troublesome it is, you know, to just even just manufacture the book, you know, get everything, oh, yeah. you know, get everything done and get everything shipped. I couldn't even imagine adding on, trying to get this thing in stores right now and, you know, getting all the, uh, ISBN numbers set up and all this stuff, man. I, I couldn't do that. Like, yeah, I would really have to work with somebody cause, uh, honest, honestly, like I just released my seventh book and it's not as bad as it it's not as bad as it like seems it's really well, I mean, in the sense of not not the aspect of signing up for the numbers but even just the um the game plan to even try to put this in stores right now oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's 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 like a you got to give yourself a good four or five months after like after you finish it just to even like you know think about doing that yeah man yeah. you know like uh you know, dealing with paper, like, gosh, I mean, I, you, you know, like freaking dealing with paper and like cover stocks and all that stuff. And yeah, that's, that's, that's a headache. It's all, <laughs> it's all like, uh, <laughs> did you, uh, cause I know I, I'm looking at uh, both of these and then I, I'm comparing like the, uh, the culturally insensitive one to the black book. And I noticed that it's a lot, it's noticeably smaller than it, uh, than the black book is. And so, uh, what um was that just how it ended up being or did you like trim it down a little bit or you know like what what kind of went behind that so why it's uh um, i took basically what i did is i took out those backstories for the characters um yeah. just because the the i would yes you could say the black book was more of a it was more of a intermediate i guess you could say interpretation of those characters um which i, I kind of stuck to most of them to to the backstories that i came up with but i guess what you can say is that i didn't want to solidify those backstories for those characters from this point forth just because i think when i came up with that truly was going in a completely different direction than what is going into into now yeah and so i didn't want to kind of lock myself down to some of those theories that I okay. So that's kind of why. That's basically what I trimmed off is those backstories. But if you see in culturally insensitive, I reference those backstories when I describe those characters. So for the Kickstarter, the people who got the you know the Kickstarter, they got the black book. They got access to the black book, so they should you know if they read it, they know those backstories. And then culturally insensitive is kind of just okay. You get some of the points that were in the black book, but now this is sort of the interpretation of the characters now, um, along with what's in episode one. So, from this point okay. forth, you know, some characters might disappear, some characters might not, some some uh, ideas might get switched around. So that was pretty much kind of the point behind it. Okay, okay. So, so that kind of leads me to my next uh, question was. So you see this kind of becoming an ongoing series or is it one of those where you might just like drop a like a one episode here, another episode there or, uh, you know, is there anything that like you were planning on in the future from it or is it kind of just like, you know, we'll see. 
honestly, man, I'm not really 100% sure right now. Uh, that's kind of why I've been taking a little bit of a hiatus just to kind of figure out what I want to do with it, man, because um, it was a lot of work. That was a lot. That was a, a lot to work, um, you know, um, and, 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 and when you look at it, it, the project has been, you know, in rotation for four years, but it's not just the um, the book that I had to complete. You know, like I said, it was all this other stuff that I was doing behind the scenes too. You know, like I said, like when Trilly came out, that kind of just catapulted my career as far as in the pro industry. So I had been working on stuff for Marvel. I had been writing for Marvel, illustrating comics for Marvel, doing cover work for Marvel, working for uh, multiple animation studios. Then on top of that, I've never pitched the animation series. So I've been having to learn how to pitch the series. Uh, I had to kind of remodel Trilly and reimagine it for an animated series, which wasn't something I had really intended when I first came up with the comic. Um, you know, I wasn't really thinking about those opportunities. So then I had to kind of, you know, start thinking about how to pitch the series and learning, yeah. you know, learning that. Then, you know, kind of trying to learn how to write a television script as well. Um, Portrait League, so um, I just really haven't really had a chance to really like kind of like sit down and think what the next move is, um, just because it's just been so much work. I will ultimately, I mean, of course, the animated series. A lot of people want to see that. Um, yeah, it's just a question of pushing it to do so. Um, I have to gear up for that, you know, and that that takes a lot of work on its own. On its own. So. That's why I'm not necessarily sure if I can do the comic and do that at the same time, just because I kind of wore myself a little thin trying to do all of that. So it's yeah. just a question of, I would love to continue with it as a comic. Um, it's just a question of, do I do it? Do I get somebody else to draw it? And I yeah. write it, uh, which I'm not necessarily sure if, you know, the fan base would be, if they would want that, if they would want me not drawing the comic. Um, you know, so I just really kind of got to test the waters, man, and see. So I, I'm really trying to figure out what the next move is right now. So everything is kind of up in the air. You know, I still want to continue on. It's just a question of um, which direction and how much time do I have. Yeah. I mean, that that's ultimately kind of what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, yeah, I think uh, back to my previous point. Um, I was t I went over to see, because David, David Walker just released his new series, yeah. Bitterroot, yeah. with Image. And uh, and we were talking about uh, you know how you know how well received that has been and how that's starting to open up other opportunities and with him being at DC again and it's just all these different things happening all at once and it's just like dang you, you're working on stuff with Lion Forge you have some stuff with uh, you know some stuff with other like traditional publishers then you have maybe some stuff that's coming in the future stuff with dc you're still finishing up stuff with marvel and so it's like how do you like how do you manage all that stuff and then you know still be productive with all the stuff that you know you're, you're you want to do in the future you know and, and so i feel like that's a uh, that's one of those things that like they don't really teach you in school you know how no, to no, like you know you definitely don't manage a creative is uh it's, it's tough, man, you know, getting into the creative industry. And once you definitely start, um, you know, doing all these projects and all these opportunities start coming your way, it's really tough because you kind of have to, you know, you still have to keep producing. You still got to, you know, put food on the table. But at the same time, too, you know, you got your um, your independent projects. You know, you're working on your pro stuff, man. And um, 
yeah, it's 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 a tough it's a it's a hustle. Yeah, and so like for you as a as a professional, because uh, we've all been through that route of like, okay, time to like, you know, get our feet wet, so we start taking on more and more projects, and mostly becomes like, you know, cover art for like rappers that are trying to get their feet wet and you know, other stuff that you'll find on Craigslist or Indeed or, you know, word of mouth stuff, logo design. And so like, how has it been for you to go from like that point to now? Do you see yourself, do you find yourself being a lot more confident in your work or do you still find yourself kind of like wanting to learn more about and, you know, progressing in their craft? Um, I guess you could say I'm on both sides of the fence. I think I'm at, I'm at a point now, I would say for the first time in my career, well, I'm, I'm pretty confident with my work only because I have found my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, yeah. you know, finding your your lane and the thing that it is that you're good at um, was basically what truly is, you know, um, in comparison to some of the other things that I've done in my career as far as, you know, some of the work that I've done for Marvel. Um, I can't say I'm too confident in that just because I do compare myself to a lot of the artists that are, you know, the artists that influence me. Yeah. And, I, and I look at my work and um, as far as, you know, drawing mainstream characters, <coughs> sorry, as far as drawing mainstream characters, um, yeah, I just, I don't necessarily know if my style gels very well, at least in, in terms of the aesthetics that I like, I don't think it, it gels very well. But for what I do, you know, drawing kind of, you know, these uh, cartoon superheroes kind of you know black characters that you know actually look black and have you know black aesthetics and you know carry themselves like they're black you know i found that and you know that's that's my that's my thing and so i'm very confident with that stuff but just my other stuff like mainstream stuff not really okay okay yeah because i i know um i think chase just made a patreon for uh he just posted that he made a patreon and stuff and so do you ever see yourself ever going that route where you kind of branching off and branding yourself as you know the creator the sole entity that you are or are you still looking for more of that like stability of you know working with the working with the bigger industry um i like my lane i like uh as far as i i i I've, a lot of people have you know suggested to me that I, that i use patreon but i've never thought of myself as that type of artist um i don't think people necessarily follow me for the quality of my work per se. I'm not necessarily, I'm, and that's not me saying that my work isn't of quality, but I don't think that I have ever been an influential artist to, as far as I've never thought of myself as somebody who you should look at to study, as far as the yeah. work. I, I think more so my product and what I produce as far as like, you know, like entertainment per se. So I don't think that is, that gels well with Patreon. I just prefer to, you know, produce, you know, a product, you know, and sell it that way as opposed yeah. to, you know, doing a Patreon. Um, Cause I don't want to, at the same time too, I don't want to be on a schedule to produce content either. Um, <laughs> you know, that's, 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 that's uh, one thing that they don't tell you with Patreon is that, you know, you, you put out these schedules and you, you kind of got to hit that or, you know, some people are like, yo, you know, I'm paying you monthly to do so. So. Yeah. I mean, it's more of a, it's, it's a, it's a Kickstarter, but it's a subscription it's yeah, sub- yeah. pretty much a subscription system to Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. You know, where 
And I tend to see the people who, who tend to be more successful with it are either A, people who produce content, you know, such as like podcasts or documentaries, you know, they tend to be pretty su- successful with it. Or artists who tend to have like a very um, illustrative, like a really, like a really nice illustrative style. Yeah, you know? very cartoony. Or just, or even painters, you know what I'm saying? Somebody who you can yeah. learn from, you know, and you know, you download their work and you kind of learn how they uh do their illustration they give you like the process yeah. and all that stuff like that yeah it's, it's it's always for people that like you know it's really hard for like somebody that's in animation to do it unless you know they teach they to do like uh you know youtube storytelling videos mm-hmm. but it becomes more of like web comics or you know um people that are really really good with photoshop painting yeah you know and stuff like that where they'll post project files and stuff and so uh yeah, but I mean, it it becomes one of those things be, to you know once this like book release or you just see the response that you get from actually having a book out there. Mm-hmm. Would truly, um, you know, it's it's always an opportunity that like even if you post something or you have a Patreon that's set up for you know a new drop every two months, you know, you could always have uh, something like that. I feel like the platform lends itself to that without kind of seeing the 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 project die and then resurge every you know six months to a year you <laughs> yeah. know yeah you know i gotta i have to think around that um no i, I kind of i don't know I, i've always i don't know i just like putting out a product man I, that's one thing i love doing is like putting together like a product and one of the things i also want to do is i just kind of want to keep the wraps on the production of the content until it's ready yeah um you know i haven't really figured out if i'm gonna still keep doing the drops i would like to um yeah but they are kind of tough so we'll see we'll see man uh, i told myself as soon as I, I have another project that i got that i'm working on and i should be done with it by the end of the year so at that by i would say the beginning you know of next year i'll kind of figure out you know the new direction of trail league if i'm going to continue doing the drops you know possibly i may just you know put out smaller comics um i actually would like to put out something a little bit lengthier than what i released but yeah yeah so like uh so looking at that what how did you feel about like the length of it um compared to like how much time you spent with it do you feel like you know in an ideal world you would have like made it a lot longer or was it did you want it to be just like kind of just short and sweet in the context of like you know all the stuff that like you you wanted to put into it okay so that's multiple levels to that that question so (laughs) i'll say this so as far as what I wanted to put out, of course, I would have loved something that was a lot longer. Um, as far as am I happy with what got put out? Oh yes, by far. Like I think, yeah. I think that story flows so well. Um, you know, and I don't think that I think it. You know, it doesn't have you know too much or too less. It's just, it's just right as far as what the story was. But I would have loved to have done something a little bit longer, of course. Um, as far as what I promised. I over-delivered um, as far yeah. as what I gave for the Kickstarter because I said three issues worth. I technically produced probably about, if you think about all the content, I've probably produced maybe five to six issues worth of content, you know, yeah. um, in terms of page count. Um, so, but because it's it's staggered as far as the content because it's not on just, you know, it's not just the serialized comics, you know, it's just issue zero, there's episode one, there's the web comics, there's all the backstories that were in the black book, then there's, you know, all the character 
development that I did, the drops, you know. So it's so much content. So, you know, when you really think about it, it's kind of just like, well, it's kind of short. But when you think about all the content, it's like, actually, this is way more than what yeah. I was than, than what I initially uh, promised. So, yeah, I think that was the big thing, because uh, like when I was reading it, you know, it flows so well that like you get to the end, you get to the end of it and you're like, dang, I kind of <laughs> want more of this. But like when you bring it into context, like just writing, writing for that many characters, yeah, you know, like it's it's a it's a lot of characters that are introduced. And so you only have so much page space to even like, you know, give people backstories. And you already did that with, you know, uh, the black book and culturally insensitive and all those drops. And so you have a feel of the characters. And so I think it becomes more of like, you know, in terms of like an adventure story or like, you know, a story of, you know, a serialized story, it does become really difficult with all those characters. And so was it like one of those things that like you wanted to did you ever find a situation where like you wanted to add a character in there but understanding all the stuff that you have to do with it uh you just kind of just omitted the character altogether yeah i wanted to add more characters to it i wanted to give um i wanted to give tam tam more sean i would have loved to have done something with q and swift um i really kind of wanted to give all the characters just their moment but you know ultimately i think just because you know when, when you look at the, when you read the comic it's written more like a television episode than an actual comic. Yeah, yeah. So, and the thing about, you know, the thing about a story with a television, it has beats, it has a rhythm, you know what I'm saying? So the thing is, is that if you kind of add too much, it throws off that rhythm, you know? So I couldn't I couldn't add those characters. If I would have wrote it more like, maybe more of like a traditionally, traditional comic story, yeah, it pro- I probably could have added those characters on, but you know the rhythm of the the dialogue, the story, the pacing, all that stuff like that. It just wasn't room for him. I think it would have just added too much. So, um, and that's what I kind of wanted to do with the second issue. If I do do one, is to give those characters that I didn't give Shine, give them their moment. Yeah, like because uh, it it kind of reminded me of you know kind of an ensemble cast that kind of gets their own one shots. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were to ever do something, it would be like a one shot for this character, one shot for this character, like they do with a lot of, uh, you know, the main the main storylines that like DC and Marvel do. And then they'll do like one shots for the for the different backstories of the characters. And so, uh, and, you know, it, like after after seeing all this stuff and seeing all the material finally like packaged together, it's like, OK, there's, there's a lot you could do with this, you know, if you wanted to like finish it up or if you wanted to like continue it. But it's really just, you know, all those ideas and just figuring out which ones you want to want to work with while you're balancing out everything else. Yeah, man, I can go a lot further. I think um, the story, especially the way I decided to write this one, um, it opens up a lot of doors for me as far as what I want to do with the series, uh, because I definitely want to introduce more uh, serious topics into it. Um, You know, get a little bit more political with it, you know, if you can probably tell by the end of it. You know, that's kind of where I'm starting to head is to yeah. start talking about, you know, issues that are more pertinent to the the community. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it, I, I can go in a lot of different directions with it and, you know, really dwell into like the backstory of some of the characters and stuff, you know, doing that stuff. But like I said, man, that's just so it's, it's a lot of work. I have to I kind of have to either, you know, I have to figure out another workflow. Um, because since I do everything myself, you know, that entire book, you know, as far as the writing, coloring, all that stuff, you know, even the, the layout and the, the lettering, that was all me. So 
I have to find other people to work with. Yeah. Um, you know, if I plan on producing it, just because that was a, it was a strain trying to do all that. So, yeah. If yeah. It, if everything comes together, man, I definitely want to explore other other things with the characters and go a little bit deeper. Like I do plan on going like extreme, extremely deep with you know uh, some of the things that I introduce. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because like it. I would say from the beginning to the end, you know, it definitely has its own aesthetic. And I would say since you've put out enough work, you, you kind of have that aesthetic that people will start to notice, you know, across all the work that you've done. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, from the coloring, just how well it's like, how seamless it looks and uh, from just the writing and how it looks on the page. You know, you can tell you get you have that sort of like background of animation to where, you know, your writing kind of goes and lends itself to that. Mm-hmm. To where I could actually see this animated, but I'm looking this pretty much looks like storyboards to me. Yeah. You know, just like very like nice, lovely storyboards. And so for that, do you, like how is your writing process? Because I know for me, I'll, I'll sit down and I'll like, you know, get an overall script and I'll write out like a summary. And then, you know, I might have some music be- uh, playing in the background and I'll just start typing. And it'll mostly be just kind of just like just different visual points that I want to see. And then I'll do like dialogue. And then most of my writing really just comes from me putting pen to the paper and just drawing. And so like, do you do you find yourself doing it that way? Or is it one where you'll you'll write, get everything on paper. And then, you know, based off of your writing, that's what's going to like drive you to, you know, your angle with the finished product. I'm probably a little bit of pretty much everything it is you say how you you work is pretty much kind of how I flow um because I'll start off with a, a main story point and then from there it'll start getting remixed you know as I'm drawing it you know I might realize that you know oh this this line doesn't work or this joke doesn't work you know or I'll get a new idea for kind of how to sequence a, a joke um because a lot of that story like I I actually wrote that story before I did the Kickstarter um okay the basis of the story a lot of it changed. A lot of it had completely changed um, from where it was going to go. And a lot of that, uh, some of that resulted like halfway through the book. I actually went back and changed a lot of the dialogue um, because once I had started working with uh, my manager, who was, you know, he was trying to assist me in getting a series turned into a, uh, basically trying to get me into tune into writing for television. And once I had did that, um, it changed my entire thinking. And one of the things that I w- I'm grateful for for working with him was that he was when he was pushing me to um, write the, t- the television series, he was asking me to go more political. He was asking me to really push until he was like, you know, um, some of the issues that were important to the black community. And, you know, and so that got me thinking more and more and more. And now what that was that had nothing to do with the comic. That was just a, the the pilot and so once i had got back to working on the comic that i completely reimagined the story and so that's when i kind of started to remix certain things and kind of see what elements that i could kind of take in um like for instance the um the scene where spreezy uh he uh reminisces about his parents dying yeah that, that wasn't in there okay that that what that wasn't in there the only reason the, the only reason i added that page in there as a secret is because the way the story flows, I needed another page in there. 
Okay. Because I wanted all the reveals to take place. Like I want when I want when I wanted the way that I wanted the story to be read. Every time you flip the page, it either had a reveal or it had the punchline to a joke. So I need, okay. So I needed that in there. So I remixed. You know, I changed the line, and then changed it to something else. So yeah, a lot of that book was kind of just like it was. It was a crazy process, man. It wasn't. It wasn't a straightforward process. It was kind of like remixing and stuff like that, man. So kind of, I guess you could almost say like a film director. You know how they'll, okay. you know, they'll edit a film, they'll shoot all their film, and then they'll realize maybe this uh, this segment of the film that I put at the end maybe needs to go at the beginning, you know, and it changes the whole flow of the story, and then he's like, oh, I need to go reshoot this, because yep. I need to make this, you know, piece together. So, in that aspect, I guess you could say it was it was pretty fun, man, doing that. Um, yeah, it just wasn't a traditional comic in a sense, man. So it's kind of like you know this moving work of art. Yeah, it like as a as a comic creator, I I feel like specifically with comics, um, there's a lot of things that you have to take into consideration that other mediums don't necessarily have to do, you know. But you also have the create you have the the freedom and the control to do so because it doesn't cost you a lot to exactly. add a page or take a page away. Exactly. But because uh, I ran into it uh, with the project that I'm working on now, where uh, the first the first volume. I I was very heavy into like double page spreads, mm-hmm. and so uh, and so now that I'm at this point where uh, I would say that I'm at this point where it's a lot easier to get pages done if I don't think that way and I just do page after page after page. Uh, but when it comes to publishing or printing and getting it all bound together, I use InDesign, putting all the pages together. I get to this point where I got a double page spread, and then I try to put it with all the other pages and now I have a page missing mm-hmm. or the double page spread starts on the right page mm-hmm. and then it finishes yeah. on the left page. And now you got to figure out what to do with that extra space just yeah. to even it out. Yep. And so uh, I've definitely like added more pages to a story just because it just it didn't fit the way that like it didn't work the way I wanted yeah, it to. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, um, that was part of that was an issue that I had to deal with. Um yeah, but I mean, I I I don't know. I was really happy with it because it's. Uh, I was actually talking to one of my uh, my partners down in Atlanta, and uh, he's a tattoo artist, man, talented cat. You know, what I'm saying he kind of does tattoos, illustration, comic stuff like that, man. And um, you know, I was just talking about how the flow of the story, man, like everything, you know, that I just how the story just completely flows. You know, what I'm saying like everything, like it's not to me. I look at that project. And I'm like, yo, this is not really even, you can call it a comic, but it's not really a comic. Like, yo, it's, it's so much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Well, there's a term for it. Graphic novel. I guess you can say that, man. But I mean, it's, <laughs> in terms of just like, it's... like, yo, like, I think I just like, I mean, it flows like a movie, but it has like these jokes like a television show, but I designed it like an album cover. You know? Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's yeah, a, that's a, in, uh, in, academia it's considered a graphic novel oh okay all right man. yeah so if uh yeah that's a that's one that's one thing that you just kind of learn from uh from comic studies or at least like uh learning under like bendis and stuff is that you know at some point like it's not a comic anymore mm-hmm. you know because you're not dealing with like floppies you're not dealing with staples you're not dealing with that sort of experience yeah. you're dealing with something that's completely different on a whole nother level that way it comes it has like a, a level of esteem associated with it yeah you know like you know even it comes down to the paper quality 
you know, and the experience of turning the page and stuff. Like it, it's, and that's where it comes into like the graphic novel territory, where, um, where you know, stories like Mouse or Persepolis or all those things, like they're, like they're good, they're substantial, you know, works of art, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, that have a whole lot deeper meaning to it. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 in the graphic novel space, you know. <laughs> it's the it's the uh, you know it's the you know was it's the it's the luxury car of you know of the comic book industry you know it's like it, it's you know it yeah, that's a good yeah. way that's a good way of looking at it man yeah that's why that's why i wanted to create man i just wanted to create like this really like, dope looking product man that um you know just you know i just kind of wanted to produce something that was you know that just didn't look like your traditional comic man you know so yeah yeah so like for you being through the through the Kickstarter space, you know, you got bit by the Kickstarter bug and, you know, it, you know, you paid it forward and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you tell for people that are trying to get into, you know, comic making or making their own IPs and uh, and going the Kickstarter route? Tell you me. know, is it something that like you would do again or like what? <laughs> um, yes or no. I don't know. Um, I would say the mistake that I made is that um, I mean I'm I'm grateful, you know, for it. I just went I went into the project um, like really wide eyed, you know, yeah. thinking that I could do so much. And at the time, I could, you know, I could produce a lot because this was before I had moved to California, you know, and um, this was before you know I had a career, you know, I was like I said I was freelancing, and so. It just got, you know, just got a lot. Um, so I, I think I would definitely go into it with a finished product. Um, I definitely would go into it with a lot more knowledgeable about how long it takes to produce the type of work that I want to produce. Um, as far as any advice that I would give to anyone doing a Kickstarter, I would just say, you know, do do your research. Uh, ultimately. It's, it's, it's really kind of difficult to give advice, I would say, because if, especially if you're a fir- if your first time, if this is your first time starting out, there's so many variables that you can't take into account. And you're going to just have to go through those trials. You know, you're going to have to realize, you know, how long it takes you to produce a comic. You're going to have to realize, you know, what I'm saying manufacturing time. You're going to have to realize, you know, um, the, the cost. You know, it's so many things that you're just not going to be able to. Yeah, you know. like printing and like yeah, printing yeah. and shipping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All those things. How long is it going to take to ship? You know, all the things that you have. You know, communications with you know people. Like I had a couple of orders where um, I had to ship off, and I kind of messed up with not asking them their shirt size. So it's like, what do I do? And then they they <laughs> respond back. It's like yes, they you know they weren't looking at their email like that. They're like just yeah. waiting for a package. So it's like, do I just ship this off without the t-shirt or not? Whatever and. You know, I end up doing that and then, you know, costing me double the shipping because then they got back to me. I put a note in the package. I was like, yo, you need to, you know, check your email. Like, oh, OK, yeah. And so it's just all sorts of stuff, man. So I would say it's a lot of variables. I couldn't necessarily tell you everything it is yeah. that you have to be cautious of. But um, just it's essentially like this is you. Would you say it's uh, a perfect reason to go take a business class or something? For sure. For sure, you know, if you have a, uh, yeah, any anything in business, you know, would would just help in terms of trying to figure out how to, you know, 
intersect art and commerce. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. there's, there's so many things you have to take into account. Yeah, like it, it's a. I think I just got um, I got invited to this like Portland bit entrepreneur boot camp thing, mm-hmm. and uh, for for my stuff, and that that's really been the um, the thing that like I wish I had. I wish I would have like done when I was in school. You know, it's like, okay, take like an intro to business class or like figure out what margins are like or, you know, how to figure out what your time is worth, mm-hmm. you know, on paper. That way you could uh, that way you can make smarter decisions. Yeah, you man. Know, cause, yeah, uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot that I needed to learn about that as far as like, um, yeah, how much your time is worth, how much time you take to produce something, you know, all that stuff. So like, do you now that you're in the industry, do you feel like you have a better grasp on that? now or has it always been just like trial and error of like okay you know maybe i should have asked a little bit more for this project because it's taking me a lot longer or you know are you are you are you getting closer to you know the ideal comfortability level of like you going in and like getting projects and like getting what you actually feel you're worth yes and no um i feel like my i mean a lot of your career is based. I mean, there's so many things you have to take take into account when it comes to how you get paid as an artist. You know, um, if you ideally work for a studio, you know, um, your pay rate is usually based around you know the the studio, the the medium, you know, and how many years of experience you have. Um, as a freelancer, you have to take into account what are your what are the projects that you have under your belt, you know. Um, which is experience as well, but it's also a, a little bit of a celebrity to it as well. You know, you have to take into account. So you have to look at these projects and, you know, um, and, and kind of go in, I guess, you you know, kind of demanding what it is you're worth. And I would just say that just as, as of recent, um, you know, my reputation has gotten to the point where I'm getting offered pretty big, you know, decent numbers for projects. Um, you know, I'm still kind of subject to the to the standard rates of the industry. For instance, if I go into animation, you know, I'm subjected, you know, if I do character design, I'm subjected to the, the union standard board. Um, yeah. If I go, you know, if I work on a project for Marvel, it's based on my contract, you know. So if I do, you know, I'm, I have a contracted fee for cover work, page work, whatever, you know, and that's why I'm going to get paid. I can't really demand anything more on that, you know, because of my popularity, unless I continuously keep working in the industry and they feel, you know, they feel that they can raise my, my fees based on my popularity. But yeah. outside of that, um, so yeah, so I mean, I guess you could say just as of now, man, I've really just started to kind of get what I feel that I'm worth. Um, beforehand it was just you know i was i was kind of happy just like oh yo you're getting work but now it's getting to the point where it's like okay now i'm starting to get a little bit of recognition um for what it is that i do and people are paying me in accordance to that yeah yeah like especially um up here in portland you know portland's very big in like the comic scene uh partly because people don't go outside they just be staying in their rooms and drawing Mm -hmm. but they um a big portion of the popularity, or you know, big portion of uh, you know, web comics, they they all started off trying to like you know get their feet wet, trying to you know build their build their resume, and a lot of them gotten to the point where they become more they become more successful just doing their web comics that they just said screw the industry, I'm gonna just do this because this you know one it works for me, and two it's I have control over it, and three 
you know, I'm making just as much money, if not more, doing my own stuff than doing that. Yeah. But then on the flip side, you know, you'll have people coming in where they have an idea and then they'll try to like get on with Marvel and stuff. But then they'll complain about, oh, you know, like I'm not getting paid what I'm worth or I'm not getting all this stuff, but they don't have any book sales. You know, and so it's yeah, and so it's this uh, you know, it's 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 an interesting dynamic to see, where uh, yeah, it's just really interesting to like see to see both ends of those things, you know, well, yeah, going I mean, on right yeah, now. I mean, ultimately, what it is, what most are you're you're rewarded for the work that you put in in this industry, and whatever direction it is you choose to go into, is ultimately where you're going to be, you know, you're going to get the, the the most rewards for, it. you know, and I I the the don't think about kind of being on the skirts of indie and professional, you know, is that I get to talk to artists from both sides and I'm friends with artists from both sides, you know? And so I see, you know, the hassles of, you know, working independently, you know, and the trials and errors of that, but then I also see the trials and errors of working professionally, but all the ones who have consistently, you know, produced the work that they, they do, they, are equally rewarded on that side, but let them try to jump on the other side. They go, they're, they just get in the pool, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, you know, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's just a balance, man. And I can honestly say, yeah, I've probably have made more with truly than I have working professionally in the industry. Um, you know, truly definitely has, um, you know, it's, it's been very successful for me. And so, yeah. but it is a question: Do I want to want to continue it? Just because it's a question of what my ambitions are, and you know, ultimately, I do want to do. I, I, you know, I want to do something big, but something that's mine, you know. So yeah. it's like I try to balance the two, so that way I still have ties and experience, and I learn about the industry, you know. So now I know how to maneuver a little, a little bit better, you know, and I know what things are worth. I know the budget of things. So like, you know, if someone tells me. You know, hey, here's you know, here's fifty thousand dollars. We're gonna because I've had offers for truly, and I've had money you know being offered to me to produce it. You know, and somebody you know, if I maybe if I wasn't knowledgeable about how the industry works, I would have jumped at some of those prices. <laughs> you know, I would have jumped at some of yeah. the, the numbers that were being thrown my way. But I know what it costs to produce. You know, because I worked in the industry and I understand, you know, what I'm saying for the quality of work that I want to put out there, I know you have to pay quality artists. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that's something I wouldn't have just, you know, because of that experience in the industry, I know, yeah, I'm not going to sell my IP for this much. You know, I know yeah. it's going to take a lot more to produce it. So, so yeah, man. Um, yeah, but I just feel, you know, you're rewarded for what you do in the industry, man. You know what I'm saying? Whatever route you work and you keep staying on that, you know, You'll, you'll get it yeah and i mean for the most part at the end of the day you know you still got to keep creating stuff and so uh, exactly at some point you just gotta even if things are going well or things are going horrible you gotta just put your head down and just keep just keep working yeah exactly. you know because you know at the end of the day like you gotta you gotta work you know that's, that's just what it comes down to exactly yeah plus, plus i like just, i like hustling too man um like one thing that really changed how i hustle in the art game is because when i first moved to california uh, about five years ago, man, um, trying to chase the, the comic and art dream. Um, oh. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I almost was homeless, man. I had to sell like all my crap, man. I moved out here in like this uh, old beat up Jeep Grand Cherokee, man, with all my stuff. And then I came out here, couldn't find work, had to like slowly sell off all my stuff, man. Lost my car, 
ended up moving back to Chicago. Uh, <laughs> just my a bag, some bag of clothes, and my Mac monitor and my laptop, man. And it was during that trial period that I learned how to hustle like crazy. Like I was doing, like I did some covers for IDW. At that time, I was still doing mixtape covers. I was doing some uh, concept work for cartoon series and stuff like that. All independent stuff, you know. Yeah. And uh, I had just learned how to hustle like crazy, man. And I realized at that point, because like when you are on a brink of like <laughs> close to being homeless, like you just gonna constantly keep working. And I realized I've never gotten out of that mindset, you know what I'm saying? Since then, and so I just constantly keep working, and I will take on whatever, you know. And and it's it's done great for my career you know yeah um you know what i'm saying like I've, I've done quite a bit in the industry you know what i'm saying and i you know I've, you know from drawing for the new york times you know marvel warner brothers animated series writing you know now i'm doing a kiss book with the uh national publisher the same people who published obama's book like yo you know so it's just like that hustle has definitely paid off for me um you know, tremendously. I need to learn how to turn it off, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I kind of want to turn it off a little bit and just kind of refocus on just like getting in tune with my work, as opposed to just being like a production machine. Yeah. Or just you know, taking <laughs> vacation and just like enjoying life too. You that, know. That too. That too, man. Like I, I feel like I've gotten to the point now because I think this is my so my seventh book and I've done a new book every year, mm-hmm. and so uh so seven years of just you know like hustling for the most part you know like just waking up at two three in the morning you're going to bed at two three in the morning then having to go to work and having to go to school all that stuff you know you kind of lose track of time in your work yeah. because you know the timeline is based off of when you finish stuff yeah. not you know kind of just being at the moment that you're at now exactly. and so uh and so i think this like at this point for me you know, I'm starting to take a set, you know, take a step back and like actually, you know, instead of trying to get stuff out there, you know, just being a trying to enjoy stuff, you know, like, you know, getting older, approaching 30 for me. So like, you know, getting a little older, you know, things are happening. Video games are coming out. You know, I'm, I'm making <laughs> like I make that's the real reason right there, you know, well, no, uh, but, you know, just trying to balance like, you know, studying for medical school and all that stuff, you know, because like that's just those two things are just they come in conflicts at some time, you know, and so uh, that and work and then trying to still progress and all that and then maybe doing conventions, mm-hmm. you know, like all that stuff kind of just gets to you. And so like for me, I found that like this is the first year that I actually took a vacation and like. 10 years you know and like coming back from the vacation like i just felt refreshed like i was like oh wow this is what people do every year (laughs) or every six months and stuff it's like it's like i think things like that i appreciate more uh after i put in the work at the work you know yeah i think i definitely need one man um i'm planning on it um i kind of want to hit japan that's like been like my number one spot that i've been wanting to go to man i definitely need a vacation but um. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I I like the hustle, man. Um, I do probably just need to take a little bit of a break from it. But at the same time, too, I think you kind of get caught up into um having to produce, man. I just think sometimes, like <laughs> sometimes, I think if you're not in the industry, um, and you don't necessarily aren't familiar with like the process, like you don't understand like how long it takes, like 
to actually oh, produce man. like a, a comic like and when you on the outside looking in i could even say you know even just being an artist and even understanding it like you like yo should it take that long to produce a comic you know <laughs> um you know but when you really look at it so it's so many processes and then it just kind of sucks because it's like you know you put so much time into it and people read it in like 10 minutes and then it's like oh i want the next one and it's like right <laughs> you know it's like holy shit like yo i just put how many years into this thing <laughs> and um everybody's ready for the next one so it's just like okay i gotta <laughs> i gotta i gotta figure that out man so you know um yeah man it's 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 a crazy uh process but yeah i'm hoping to take a vacation before you know after i'm done with this kids book and then figure out what the next step is like treat yourself you know you, you got you definitely got to because you know last thing you want to be is you know some old head in the industry just you know just working and struggling along and and that that just definitely t- it wears on you at some point you know because like you know health is a real thing you know it doesn't matter how much money you got like you still just roll oh, over yeah, and die yeah yeah almost no, definitely i would say <laughs> but, but i mean now and the funny thing is you know going back to your first question when you asked me how did i feel about you know now that i finished trail league um i think that's really kind of where i'm at now because i mean before you know i, I didn't know what money was <laughs> you know yeah. i was working you know i was changing oil on cars um and i was you know i was barely making any money i was making you know taking home maybe for i was taking seven like 700 and some change home every two weeks you know oh, yeah. doing that man and um you know, I quit my job. I had when I I had quit that job to move to California. I took like you know my savings. I had like thirty five hundred saved up, and that's nothing in California. I didn't realize that, so it was just flew, <laughs> it just flew by. So it's just you know, I've been hustling, and so like over the last four years, I've just been kind of fighting for my art career, you know. And at the same time, you know, uh, producing Trail League, and Trail League was ultimately what the key that opened that door for me. So now it's kind of yeah. just like now that I. And you know that was just kind of like a blur because ever since I produced that, that's so like, I would say maybe like two months after I produced Trilly, I had got offered a job um, working with Fox on the animated series uh, Major Laser. And then from there, it's just like opportunity, opportunity. I had moved out here, and so anyway, throughout that entire process, I have just been working consistently while taking up all these other opportunities while constantly producing Trilly, you know, in multiple forms. You know, the web comic, the regular comic, pitching an animated series. And so now that I've come out of this done, it's like now I realize like, oh, I have a career. You know, like I I, I make money. You know, I make yeah. I make good money. You know, and people are, you know, paying me to advertise. You know, people are, you know, asking me to do all these projects and stuff like that and, you know, pitch the series and do all these things. So it's just kind of like you come out of this thing and it's like after four years, it's like I went from struggling, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And all of a sudden now I have everything it is that I was fighting for after four years. So it's, it's kind of just kind of surreal to come out of it and like kind of be able to look around and be like, oh shit, like I can actually breathe now. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I can I can yeah. actually sit here and breathe. Um, so yeah, man, so it's just, you know, it's just, it's kind of crazy. So that's why I kind of had to take a little bit of a break, you know what I'm saying, from social media. And part of the reason I haven't promoted too because I wanted to make sure I get everybody's uh, packages out first uh but yeah just taking a break from social media man kind of you know getting back in tune with life <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. after hustling so hard um getting back in tune with you know what i'm saying uh family and you know important people that's important to me and kind of just you know um reassessing what it is that i want to do with my career now that i actually have 
you know, options, you know, and, yeah. and figure out, you know, is truly something I would like to continue? You know, is there something else? You know, do I want to build a company? Do I just want to keep pitching? So it's just, you know, it's a bunch of things, man. So it's like, I, I do need the vacation. Um, so, you know, I really think about it, man. But yeah, just coming out of being done with the project, it's just kind of just like, yo, it's a huge weight off my head. <laughs> yeah. So like, because you've you've done all these different things, do you have like a bookshelf or like a like a little trophy case, a box that has like all your publications that you've done, you know, or is it just one of those things where you know you got the project files and all that stuff? Yeah, and... I got the project files, man. The funny thing, I don't, even, I don't even have any copies of the black book. I have no copy. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I have not one copy. I don't even think I'm gonna have a copy of the hardcover for my. Dang. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't. I think because I I see my work so much because I I I overanalyze the shit out of. Can I curse on this? This this ain't PG. Yeah, yeah, right, cool. yeah. No, this is PG. Um, yeah, I overanalyze the shit out of my work, man. So like, I'm constantly like looking back at it, like changing stuff, and you know, and it's and you know after you draw it, like you say, once you get into InDesign, you know, you gotta you know do the format and then when you're lettering you got to go over it consistently and you're yep. constantly reading it looking at the flow so it's just like you see your work consistently <laughs> you know what i'm saying so you just get tired yeah. of it after a while okay so that wraps up the podcast uh again you can check out anthony piper on instagram at ant underscore piper a-n-t underscore p-i-p-e-r or you can look up the hashtag trilly t-i-r-l-l-l-e-a-g-u-e uh, again, Trill League as a hashtag, or you could go to TrillLeague.com. Uh, check out his work there on Facebook again, Trill League. And uh, again, follow the podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, TuneIn. And yeah, you know, trying to get on to trying to get on to iTunes. We're still still haven't had a haven't had success with that. So if we're on iTunes, you know, definitely check us out, uh, Stucky Podcast. And we hope for you, you know, s- subscribe and catch us next week. So without further ado, adios.